Life by Divine with Sue DeMay fosters deep healing and profound awakenings as she guides you to hear, answer, and trust the highest calling of your heart. Your host and sacred guide is global impact visionary leader Sue DeMay, a best-selling author, international speaker, and gifted intuitive healer who challenges all of us to shift from life by default or even life by design to truly living life by divine. And now, here is Sue DeMay. Welcome, everybody. I am honored to be here with you once again and to kind of spark some new awakenings of awareness in your mind and in your heart around how the ego is continuing to influence your life and your relationships. And my intention in sharing these messages around the ego is to provide the tools and the insights and the awareness so that you can be either one step ahead or at least in, in awareness that the ego, how the ego is influencing your life right now. Now, the challenging thing with the ego, as I explained last week when I introduced the evolution of the ego, is that it's a real clever manipulative shift changer. And all of, all of what I'm sharing last week and this week are pieces from my new book, which is launching January 31st. I'm really excited. I'll be sharing it with everybody on the 31st with a virtual launch. The book is called The Evolution of the Ego, How to Unwind Your Ego, Embrace Your Humanness, and Embody Your Divinity. And it, it is really about allowing you to shift from fear and the fear-based programming and the hidden agendas of the ego mind back into love and living life by divine. Really allowing that force, that beautiful spirit to lead and guide and direct your life, surrendering to the life you're meant to be living and meant to be, how you're meant to be contributing in the world today. So it's a very exciting time to create awareness around what are our blocks and how can we answer this, this global call for love? Not only in our own hearts, that calling that we have in our own hearts, but the, the global calling that all of humanity, the planet, everyone and everything is putting out into the universe right now. And it, for me, it's all about sharing messages that can unite us, unite us. And initially it might look like separation. And it might look, it, it definitely looks ugly and messy right now. I'm sure most of you can, can agree with that. But the good news is, is that in the mess, there is a blessing. There is a message. There is a shift. There is things getting uncovered. And the thing that we can look at in, in life is like looking at, okay, what are, what are all the things that are no longer working for all of humanity? And let's shift that. And we also have to look at what are the things that are no longer serving or working for us, and we need to shift that. So the work is actually internal and external. The work is inside ourselves. Our internal environment needs to shift. Our mind needs to change. Our perspective needs to, to be changed. And then we can start to really impact our outer world and impact other people's lives and our relationships and the environments around us. So today I want to dive into the ego personalities, the ego personas, as I call them, and help you understand why it's important to identify 
your ego personas and how you can unravel from the fear and clear the channel so that you can actually identify and shift from fear back into love. You can see when they're starting to play out. You can identify them in the moment and you can make a conscious choice to shift the behavior, shift the habit. And it's all about shining light, creating awareness, and it is also about making a conscious choice in the moment. So I'm going to share today a little bit of the ego personas. I don't know how many there are in my book, but there's there's many, and there's many more. There's millions, really. There's not millions in my book, but there's so many. We could go on and on and on and create many, many different personalities, ego personalities, and we can name them, we can describe them, we can identify them. We can identify them, we can begin to identify them in ourselves, but then we can also begin to identify them in others, which actually is very empowering because then we can be more forgiving and understand that it's actually not the individual, the true essence of who they are is innocent and, and comes from love and is love, but it's the personality, it's the ego hijack, it's the it's the the persona that's actually driving the behavior. So we can almost separate the behavior from the individual and we can see them beyond the behavior. And it doesn't mean that we don't say something and it doesn't mean that we're not guided to set boundaries and and kind of say no and, and kind of tell people certain things are unacceptable. But it just gives us a different perspective where we can we can take things less personally and we can have more compassion. Because the ego is very clever. It's a very clever, tricksy, shift, changer, manipulative. And it, it, it embeds fear in our, in our lives in ways that we don't even realize. So most people, when they're operating from those ego personalities or ego personas, they don't realize they are. So today, I'm going to actually read a little bit from the book. And then I'm going to go into describing some of the different personalities that I've encountered and that that I've had myself and some that still come in for me and helping you then become aware of yours. So my invitation for you today is to be curious, be open, even wide open. And when you hear something that resonates or when you have something that just like hits you inside is like, ding, like there's something there. I'm going to invite you to pay attention to that because that's probably a pointer to a personality and ego persona that you need to look at. Having said that, there's also the opposite of that, the resistance. So you might even be distracted right now. You might be doing something totally like three or four different things, kind of listening in the background. I'm going to encourage you to stop if you can and pause and just really be with what I'm sharing today as much as you can so that you can really bring the message in and see where the deep resonance lands and see what resonates. Now, the resistance, if your if your ego is becoming aware of the fact that it's going to get exposed. It's going to evolve. It's going to shift. And it's, it's going to do anything and everything to distract you and keep you from being here right now. So resistance can be quite intense or quite subtle and a whole range of resistance in between will impact how you hear this message and what you receive. So you can always go back and listen 
I'm doing it live, but you can always go back and listen to the podcast replays. They're available on all the all of your favorite po- podcast platforms. And you can download it and have it where you actually listen to it more than once. And that's going to help you hear something each time a little different. And it's going to help you get in underneath the defenses that the ego is going to place on your path and in your mind. Now, for my book that's launching January 31st, The Evolution of the Ego, I am doing a virtual launch. I invite you to come and join me on my website. You can go to heartledliving.com forward slash ego book. And on that page, you can sign up for the virtual launch. It's free. And you'll also get an entry. If you purchase the book that day on Amazon, you'll actually get an entry to win a free private healing intuitive experience with me. That's a value of $500. And then you'll also get a, I'm also going to be sharing some discounted links where you can actually get a signed copy of the book. So if that's intriguing to you and you're, you're excited about that and that inspires you, then come join me on heartlandliving.com forward slash ego book and sign up for free. And we'll have a, a fun virtual party. I'm also going to be doing blessings and sending healing energy and sharing messages throughout the day as well uh, through the virtual launch. Now, the one thing I need to give you a big hearts up about, your ego does not want you to read this book. It is the last thing in the world it wants you to do. And the resistance or the procrastination or the avoiding, all those kinds of things will will potentially play out. I'm going to encourage you to feel the resistance, roll with it, and take inspired action anyways, in spite of the fear, in spite of the resistance. If you read this book, you will open up a perspective that will totally change your relationship with fear, will totally change how you allow fear to influence your behaviors, your life, and your relationships in a way that that no other book can right now. It's very specifically written to help you identify the inner and outer workings of the ego. So today I'm really excited because I'm going to share, I'm going to actually get read part of the book and I'm going to share that, those pieces with you. And then we'll get into some of those ego personas and help you identify some of them. So this is from chapter two, many, the many faces of ego. The first thing each of us needs to know about the ego is that it is a shapeshifter and is committed to doing whatever it takes to survive. It is the keeper of fear and it will do anything and everything to keep us safe because keeping us safe means keeping itself safe. It will stop at nothing to ensure its own survival and at the same time it can be fiercely protective. It is important to know and remember that we created our ego. It is built upon our belief in separation. We were born into a body and we are taught we are a separate body, a separate human being having a separate human experience that is uniquely different from everyone else. In a way, this is true, but a more accurate way to describe it would be this. We all come from the same source of energy, and we are unique physical expressions and extensions of that one source of energy. We have a unique role to play. As we play our role as a human being, we contribute to the healing of the whole. We appear separate, yet we are all connected, and each of us influences the other on a level of which we are mostly unaware. So how does the ego come into play? 
We develop our relationship with our ego so we can have this human experience and allow the unique expression of ourself to play the unique part we are meant to play. The ego is not a bad thing to begin with. The ego starts out playing its role brilliantly, allowing us to have this human experience. Over time, the fear builds and becomes stronger. It's our own fear that causes the ego to feel threatened, and it does its best to to protect us and keep us safe. When we begin to awaken to the idea that we are not just a body, not just a human being, that we are something more, something bigger, the ego feels even more threatened. The ego's survival depends on our allegiance and loyalty to it. This is where the ego begins to evolve and becomes very tricksy, clever, manipulative, and sneaky. The ego mind is a tough nut to crack. A good way to open the door is to practice present moment awareness and notice when we feel resistance. Present moment awareness is about shining light on what is happening in the moment and being wide open to exploring and healing the root of our upset or resistance. Resistance is the gap between what the mind thinks and what the heart knows. The bigger the gap, the greater the resistance. When our mind is not in alignment with the truth or knowing in our heart, the result will show up as resistance. This will occur often as we are awakening to the truth of who we are because our ego will take over the mind and fill it with fear. Our heart does not know fear. It only knows love. So the contrast between what our mind thinks and what our heart knows begins to expand and show up as resistance. Resistance can show up as a feeling of blah, upset, angry, annoyed, or frustrated. Our behaviors might include laziness, avoidance, denial, or other dense emotions, physical symptoms, and negative behaviors. Because our own resistance is often hidden in our blind spot, it is sometimes difficult to see. If we remain curious about our resistance, we can use it as a signal to reveal the discord between our thinking mind and the knowing in our heart. The next time you feel resistance, be curious, open, and open to explore what is underneath, hidden in the background. With persistence, we can use resistance to continue to build awareness around the clever tactics, patterns, and behaviors orchestrated by our ego. Resistance in general is challenging to navigate, but the resistant ego is the game of hide-and-seek, coupled with a fortress of defense ready to attack in light of any threat to be exposed. Facing someone else's resistant ego is especially difficult. When it is in their blind spot, it is even more challenging because their ego will be in heightened defensive mode. The ego does not like to be challenged or questioned or exposed. Its survival depends on it remaining hidden or strategically disguised. I'm going to go into reading a little bit on the ego personality disguises, and then we're going to go into the ego personas. The most common way the ego can infiltrate our life and influence all of our decisions, behaviors, and reactions is to disguise itself as different personality traits, like bloody Betty Blah, Judge Judy, or Worry Wendy. The ego actually uses these personalities to distract us from seeing something that we need to heal. It is a clever distraction tactic that we buy into because it feels like part of our personality. We have been convinced that our personality traits are who we are. People actually take pride in some of their traits and are very attached to them because they believe that those traits make up who they are. The truth is we are not our personalities. 
In fact, anything we take personally or attribute to our personality is actually our ego and it feeds our belief in separation. The ego is a master of many disguises designed to manipulate us and keep us stuck in the program cycle of fear. It is a clever shapeshifter using different personalities to distract us from seeing what we need to see in order to heal and align with our true essence, which is love. Remember, the ego wants us to live in fear and it needs us to buy into the fear-based programming in order to protect us and keep us safe. The ego's survival depends on us and is fed by our fear. The ego constantly resists life and it uses different personality traits to keep us from being fully present to what is happening in the moment. The present moment is the only place our choice for love exists. The ego mind will pull our awareness away from the present moment and bring us into the past or future. Worry about the future or regret of the past are common tactics to keep us from being in the here and now. As we become aware of our ego personalities, our personas, we can begin to come back to the present moment. We can make a conscious shift from fear back to love. We can begin to unwind our sense of self from these clever ego tactics and personas and remember the truth of who we are, which is a self that is not limited by our ego mind. Remember, we are not who we think we are. The key to identifying, unraveling, and clearing your ego personas is to allow your authentically aligned personality to express itself. This book is designed to support you in unwinding and unraveling the ego in all the ways it's embedding fear into your life. This process is not about denying our humanness. It is about embracing our humanness and embodying our divinity all at the same time. It is about allowing us to be a full expression of our unique self and playing the role we are meant to play in this life as we contribute to the healing and awakening of all of humanity. We will still have a personality, but it won't be directed by our ego. Embracing our unique expression of our humanness is essential, but the key is to be a full expression of our true self, which is love, without the influence of our fear-based ego. Now, let me shift into understanding the ego personas. When I first started doing the work and the studying around the ego, it was, wow, 15 years ago, 10, 15 years ago, feels like a long, actually 15 years ago. It's been like a couple decades almost, it feels like. For me, I was very fascinated by the ego. I wanted to understand it. I wanted to identify it. I wanted to see and understand the inner and outer workings of it. I was just, I was very intrigued by it. I was very curious about it. Always have been. And in the beginning, I started, I started by calling these personalities gremlins because I would see them as, so you have gizmo, the little cute little gremlin that, that, that before it actually gets wet or eats after midnight. <laughs> I don't remember which one from the movie it evolves into what, what creates the evolution of the, the, the gremlin into that gangly kind of creature, hairless creature. That's what I pictured my ego personalities as. And I saw them as these funny little gremlins and some of them were scary, scary gremlins, but it actually helped me separate myself with a capital S and the ego personas that I was experiencing and witnessing, the behaviors that they were influencing, that the personalities that were coming out within me 
that, that I could see, I, I started to separate myself from them and it actually felt very empowering. And so that's where I talk about like initially when we're coming back to oneness, when we're coming back to living life by divine and we come back into oneness, like living oneness, that's what that's we're all being called to do right now. It, it kind of looks like separation at first because the mind is so separated. It believes in separation. We've been programmed to believe in separation. So the, the process back to oneness kind of looks like separation and a little bit more of separation than back to oneness. So as I'm talking about the ego, ego personalities, it's going to feel like they're separate from you. And that's helpful in the beginning to unwind the mind. And then we'll, we'll embrace our embody embrace and allow the ego to play the role it's meant to. And that's about embracing our humanness and embodying our divinity. When we look at the personalities, they identifying them, a personality like say, let's use Judge Judy. Judge Judy is one, I'm still dealing with Judge Judy. And the beautiful thing is Judge Judy does not show up in my work, does not show up with my clients and my community at all. She's nowhere to be seen. She's gone now in that realm of my, of my life. But she shows up at home when I have judgments around my kids doing something or not doing something around my husband, those kinds of the personal relationships, Judge Judy comes in. And so right now it's really more just centered around my family, which is great because that just shows all of the work that I've done because Judge Judy used to be the worst critic for me personally, like a, a mean, mean judge with a with the gavel sitting there going guilty 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 and and seeing no no evidence of innocence in myself so she's less of less doing that and more projecting out onto my family but not as much as she used to i used to have a lot more judgment and and it it, it doesn't show up as much anymore so as we start to create awareness and we start to unravel these personalities and have these personas identified, we're able to actually shift the behavior in the moment and make a, a different choice. So in the moment where I hear a thought of judgment coming into my mind, I can actually stop and shift it, go, you know, I, I'll forgive this thought of judgment and I'll ask for another perspective. Show me another way to see this situation. Show me another perspective to support my son or my daughter in this situation so that I'm not projecting judgment. To when we look at judgment in the world, judgment is based on all is based on our fear. All judgment is based on fear and the ego loves to use judgment and it projects the judgment out onto somebody else. It blames somebody else or a situation or something out there. And the ego loves to use projection to keep things away from us out of our reach for healing. Because as long as we see it within ourselves, we can heal it. And the ego doesn't want us to. It wants us to stay loyal to it and fear because that's how it survives. And that's how it keeps us safe. So the ego personas will help the ego. It serves the ego. It serves fear. It doesn't serve us. It doesn't serve love. And it actually negatively impacts our our relationship. So you can imagine me as Judge Judy at home and just judging my husband or judging my kids. And that doesn't feel good. That's not nice. So... I tend to do my best to bite my tongue and when she's around and or walk away or take a break or keep those thoughts in a, in a way that I can process them without saying them out loud. Although sometimes she does blurt out things and I'm just like, oh, there it is again. And I go back and I'll apologize. 
and I'll ask for forgiveness because that's a process and I want to take ownership for my personalities and the ego personas that come through. A beautiful example of the, using the ego personas at home is one of my coaches on my team uh, for Heart Led Living. She, she's an intuitive healer and a coach. She brings the ego persona exercise home. She did it this weekend where she worked with her son. I think he's 10 or 11, so he's pretty young still, and helped him identify one of his ego personas. And then she exposed one of her ego personas. So when you discover the ego persona, the, the important thing is to name it. So find a name. And a playful name is always nice because then it just creates a little lightness and, and it makes it not so heavy and hard. And then to describe them, what does that ego persona do? How does it do it? What is it? What is its agenda? What is hidden behind, you know, what's, what's the disguise that it's using? And just like to a T, as, as much as you can describe it. It allows you to identify it better and to see the inner and outer workings and the angles it tends to take. So when she was feeling like her and her son were kind of bumping heads this weekend, she was able to help sit down with him and help him identify his ego persona, name it, describe it. And he felt it and saw it. And he's like, okay, yeah, yeah, I see that. And she goes, and that ego persona bumps up against this ego persona for me. So then she identified hers and named hers and described hers. So they both could see the behaviors of the ego personalities. And what it allowed them to do is separate the behavior and the personality from the individual. And the beautiful thing about that is the ego personas create a block to love. They're designed for fear, right? And, and the heart doesn't know fear. The heart only knows love. So they become this block to love, a block to connection, a block in our lives, in our relationships. And when we can identify them, then we open up the crack in that door to break down that barrier, break down that block. So what happened when she spoke to her son and they exposed this is they both softened because they both saw beyond the personality. They both saw the truth of who they are behind the ego and behind the fear. And they were able to connect at that level. They could still see when the ego was coming in and the ego persona was playing its part. And, and they still probably had some triggers along the way, but it softened and it opened up a door for connection and a different conversation. So this type of work, identifying ego personas is such an empowering tool, not only for us individually, but for us in our work as parents, as leaders, as bosses, you could use it in any context in, in life and have benefits from it. Even if you only do the work yourself and you can start to see and identify it in other people. The one thing I will give you a hearts up about, if you start to identify other people's ego persona, be aware, we talked this, about this last week on the spiritual ego hijack, the spiritual ego will feel inferior and see them as feel superior and see them as inferior. So you see the ego personas and then you judge them for having ego personas. That is actually feeding judge Judy, which we don't want to do. So we can have observation. We can see other people's ego personas. We can identify them and, and soften and, and have some compassion in every moment. We're either observing or we're judging. We're either, if we're in alignment with spirit, we're, we can observe. 
If we're in alignment with the ego as our teacher, we will judge. So be aware of that as you're starting to identify it in yourself and others that you don't judge when it comes in and you don't judge when you got caught up in it. Just make peace with it. It's okay. Accept. Appreciate the awareness you had when you got it, even if it was after after the fact, doesn't matter. And then and then shift back into making a conscious choice to unwind. So don't judge yourself. <laughs> don't judge others. That doesn't actually serve. That just feeds, feeds your ego personalities, your ego personas. So we're going to take a short break here. And after the break, I want to, I'm just going to share some of the other names of the ego personas and some of their descriptions and how they influence lives and how they impact people's relationships so that you can start to identify some of your ego personas as well. So we're going to take a short break. We'll be right back. The Heart-Led Living Intuition Academy with Sue DeMay is a unique, unschooling experience designed to unwind, clear, and align your intuitive channel. And the doors are open for you now. Experience unwavering faith and deep trust in your intuition as you strengthen your connection to source, allowing you to walk through every moment with more peace, confidence, clarity, and certainty. Experience this deep personal transformation with Sue's guidance, including the option to share what you learn as a certified intuitive coach. This is your time to unwind and reprogram your mind, to rebuild your foundation and realign with your intuitive heart. Enrollment is now open. Apply today at heartledliving.com forward slash intuition academy. Again, that's heartledliving.com forward slash intuition academy. Welcome back. You're listening to Life by Divine, and I'm your host, Sue DeMay. Today, I've been talking about how to identify, unravel, and clear your ego personas. And it's the importance of that is to be able to identify how fear is embedded into your life and into your relationships. And as we have that awareness, we can actually shift and change how we are in relationship to others, how we are in relationship to our lives, and how we perceive what's happening around us. So our perception, our experience of life changes completely. The work I've been doing with ego personas and the evolution of the ego has been more than a decade of studying and diving deep and working with my clients and working with my members and mentoring coaches and healers. The work I've done, this is an, this book is, is an like an accumulation of all the work I've done personally, as well as with all my clients and members. And I'm, I'm, I'm loving this because it's, it's a simple language, a simple concept, a simple teaching to teach and identify a complex nature and, and understanding because the, the ego is so complex the ego makes everything complicated. And this book, The Evolution of the Ego, makes everything simple to understand and to integrate and to, to start to use. Now, just because it's simple doesn't mean it's easy. It's not easy work, but it's so worth it. 
And if you stick to it, it's so worth it. The the book launch, the book is launching January 31st in, in two days. And I invite you to come and join us for the book launch. I'm really excited. And you can find out more information on heartledliving.com forward slash ego book. And all the details there are for the virtual launch. And then I do have an in-person launch in White Rock where I'll do a book signing. It's a quick, short, little, little tiny launch. This book came through in lightning speed. I didn't expect it was a pleasant surprise. I wasn't planning to write a book right now and it's just all came together in a very short time. So I'm, I'm launching the book and then I'm heading back to Turks and Caicos to, to go and take care of uh, the building and the, the alignment with our healing retreat sanctuary down there. So there's a lot happening. It's very exciting. And this is all the miracles and results of me doing this internal work, this ego work, this shift that I've been doing internally is now the, the rewards of that and the miracles that are, are all coming and showing up in the external environment for me. And I want that for you too. I want you to live a life that you love. I want you to be excited and, and feel celebration for all the miracles that are unfolding on your path. And in order to get there, sometimes we have to do the nitty gritty work. We have to get rid of all the, the darkness and the density and the leftovers And in doing that, we clear all our blocks to love. We clear all our blocks to expecting miracles. We clear all our blocks to letting our life unfold and expand in in such a divine way. We are all on a path here that can lead to an extraordinary life. The life you imagine or even can begin to imagine in your mind is so limited to the life that is actually in front of you and available to you. In each moment, you need to make a conscious choice to say yes, to say yes to do the work, to say yes to look at how fear is embedded in your life, to say yes to identify and expose the ego, and to say yes to do that internal work so that you can clear all your blocks and become that clear, beautiful, intuitive channel that we are all born to be. And we all started out that way. It's a, it's a process of kind of clearing everything and remembering our true essence, our true nature. And that's what this book is all about, is helping you unwind your ego so you can embrace your humanness and embody your divinity. That's really what we're all being called to do. And when I look at the world right now and everything that's happening and I have this tool of identifying the ego personas, which is what we've been talking about today, we can look at different personalities in the world and we can see how the ego has hijacked them and is, is really taking them in a, on, a, on a path that is actually causing more harm than, than help. It becomes more about serving a few versus serving all of humanity. And it, it's interesting to see and to witness at the same time, I have a lot of compassion for those people because the ego is so convincing and so manipulative that they believe they're actually doing good in the world. They actually believe that they're on purpose, that, that there's, there's, they're, they're contributing in a way that, that, that is, is essential. And in some ways it is. Some of us actually have more of a negative role to play to wake those others up and shake things up so much that we all have to take a look at our lives and we all have to take 
a look at how we need to contribute to being part of the solution and how we are actually contributing to being part of the problem by not taking action or not stepping up and playing the role we're meant to play by by hiding our gifts instead of expressing our gifts, by playing small instead of playing big. We are all contributing to the problems if we aren't willing to really be a full expression of ourself. So our authentic aligned personality can come through and deliver the messages that humanity needs right now. And in that, we are actually serving all of humanity, but also ourselves. We're included in that. We get to enjoy the ride. We get to appreciate of everything that comes from doing that work. And I don't want to candy coat it and say, well, the path is really easy because the path is very challenging. It's a very destructive path because we're breaking down the foundation of fear we've all been standing on. And in order to do that, it's going to get a little uncomfortable. It's going to get a little messy. And that's what we do through the Intuition Academy is I support you in kind of breaking down the foundation and all the fear-based programming. And it's essential that we do that so that we can actually build a new foundation. And from that new foundation, we're actually standing in, a, in a, an authentic, aligned place and allowing the divine to work through us, allowing that force to move through us as us. And that's living oneness. So let me get into some of the, the personalities and I'll describe, maybe I'll read a few of them because there's some of them that actually are really fun, fun to explore. This is actually a really fun book for me to write because it was kind of playful, especially when I got into like describing the personas. And I need you to recognize that there's actually positive personas, not just negative personas. So I'll start with some of the negative ones and then I'll share some of the positive ones. The positive ones are a little bit more difficult to unwind from because we believe that they're actually serving and and in a way they kind of are but they're not because it's more fear disguised as love and kindness and caring so i'll go into that in a minute some of the neat uh, the negative ego personas one one of my favorites is betty blah so there's no pleasing betty blah she doesn't get excited about anything she has no passion or purpose and everything feels like it lacks energy everything is just blah depression is something Betty Blah struggles with at times, and she loves to hang out with what's the point, Pete, because they feed off each other's agenda very well. So Betty Blah for me comes in when I get like, it's like I'm almost like bored, but not bored. It's like a kind of blah feeling when there's nothing happening and I'm feeling like I need to feel something underneath, but my ego is trying to distract me from feeling the, the emotion or whatever is rising up for me to heal. It puts me into this place of blah. Like nothing excites me, blah, feeling. And when I had depression off and on before, that is something that Betty Blah really thrived in. And I could really feel like just this lack of energy for anything. I remember this one time I had like a really deep, dense layer of depression rising up. And I was sitting on this one chair and my son came up and he was like smiling at me. And I just, I, I couldn't even crack a smile. I just had nothing. There was just nothing. I just felt blah, complete blah and depressed. And that was when at that time, Betty Blah took me down for a good day. I know there's longer, longer times that people have been in depression and stuff. But for me, that was a real thick layer of old depressive energy that was rising from when I was younger. And it was intense. And I hadn't felt that deep of a blah feeling in a long time. Like 
feelings of thoughts of suicide and stuff used to be common for me when I was younger. And those thoughts came in again. And I was like, Oh, I remember this This is so familiar, but I sat with it as long as I could just to let some space to witness it and clear it and move it. So that's how I was actually able to overcome the Betty Blah and the depression in my, in my experience. So then there's, you know, bossy Belinda, careful Kathy, there's denial Dino and distraction Donna, doubting Debbie, doubting Debbie. Oh man, my doubting gremlin was big, working big time, especially around my career, my work, and doesn't come in so much anymore, but every once in a while will show up still. I remember at one point with doubting Debbie, she was just so much in my face and she was this gangly gremlin, hairless gremlin. And I decided to actually, one time in meditation, she was just wah, wah, wah in my ear and I just was, it was driving me crazy. And I finally said, you know what? I'm done. I don't want to hear what you have to say anymore. So I put her in this bubble and I put her to the side and it was a soundproof bubble. So I actually started to giggle because she's like banging on the, the bubble, trying to get out. And I couldn't hear a thing. She was yelling and screaming and having a temper tantrum and I could not hear a thing. It was like, oh, relief, final relief. And then it came to a point a little while later where I was like, I could see she was kind of sitting there depressed, all bored in the bubble. So I decided to put some flowers and some balls so she could play and have some fun. And it just kind of made it more playful as I unwound and kind of changed my relationship with her. And then it started to come to the point where I'm like, I could hear if I heard a voice of doubt come in, I could just simply say, thank you for coming. I'm not interested in hearing those thoughts. I'm choosing these thoughts instead. So I shifted. And that that was kind of my relationship with unraveling from doubting Debbie. It took a little while, but so some of the personalities will take a little bit longer than others. I quit Quincy. That's a good one. Life sucks, Larry. There's all kinds of personalities. Overwhelmed Olive. She came in this week actually trying to, to play the old part. And I was like, nope, not interested in sitting in overwhelm. I'm going to take the step that's in front of me focus on the task that I'm doing and, and that's all I can do and then delegate. So I actually, um, I'm going to be looking at an administrative assistant this afternoon. So helping me shift some of these ego personalities and personas, there's certain inspired action that we can take and help us unwind from them. So some of the more positive ones could be, so the ones I have here is Care Bear Carry. So Carrie cares about everything, everyone, and all things, and the caring runs deep within her. She cares so much that it often makes her sick. She's obsessed with watching what's happening in the world, especially the injustices and the tragedies. She's generous and loves to give to charities, but all of her donations come from fear, obligation, guilt, and feeling sorry for others. Her caring is so tangled up in fear that she doesn't even know how to give from a place of love. She sees everyone as helpless and in need of saving, and she carries the weight of the world on her shoulders and lives with a great deal of internal pain and suffering. She cares so much, and she feels that she needs to help everyone. But little does she know that caring is sprinkled with fear, and fear is the primary force that she continues to extend. It's actually not love. So looking at positive personas, we like people pleasing Penny, we can see how they appear to be helpful in the world, 
but they're all tangled up in, in fear. So people pleasing Penny is such a sticky one full of so many hidden agendas and icky feelings, but let's unravel it a little bit. Others love her and encourage her. They feed her guilt and obligation by expressing their deepest gratitude for all her help. The more she gives, the more they take. She has a hard time receiving. She thrives more on feeling important as though she's making a difference. The challenge is that she has a hard time saying no and tends to say yes to almost everything. So if that comes at a lot, a great self-sacrifice, overwhelm is really common and an underlying resentment that is just cleverly hidden deep down inside by people pleasing Penny. And she's convinced that others just can't live without her and that that drives her purpose. And she feels very responsible. So it's very heavy. And she feels like people can't live without her. She can't possibly say no because that the challenges with her saying yes to everything is that she's actually denying another person the opportunity to step up and help. So she's actually a bit of a helpful hoarder in a way. So you can see how some of these personalities will actually drive behaviors that appear to be loving and caring, but are actually serving fear, which is serving the ego. When we start to identify these personalities, we name them, describe them, get right into the nitty gritty agenda. What's the hidden agenda behind them? What is their motivation? What do they thrive on? Who's their best friend? So a lot of times one ego personality is feeding another. They hang out together. When you start to identify them for yourself, then you start to see the inner and outer workings and you're able to shift and change the behaviors and change the choice in the moment to allow or to, to make a different choice to, for love and to let the spirit, your, your spirit aligned personality come through. When we look at the ego personas, I want you to have some fun naming them, make it light, make it playful. Now, if I named one of the ego personas in my book just now, and it happened to be your name and you took it personally, then you need to look at that. (laughs) I want you to look at that and see where it is that you're taking it personally and why. So there's something underneath that because I just randomly come up with names. It's these aren't based on people. They're, they're just based on whatever names came in. So be aware of that. Be open, be curious. And if you are triggered by what I'm sharing, that is simply the ego projecting and or wanting to keep you from looking underneath that trigger, underneath that resistance. Because if you look and you heal it, then it takes away that point of weakness for the ego. It takes away that angle and that antic and exposes it in a way that you can't use that anymore. So what happens then is the ego evolves and the same way the ego personalities will evolve as well. So If Betty Blah isn't working anymore, then it might go to Angry Alice instead. So the personalities and personas come in at certain times in our lives. Some play more of an essential role and kind of keeping us in fear. And at other times they go a little dormant, kind of hidden, quiet, like some of mine. And then they show up when there's a point of weakness. But as long as you're aware and you have that present moment awareness, then you'll be able to catch them quicker. The key is if you catch them after the fact, not to judge and to forgive and to realign and make a choice to shift it in that moment. 
So resist the judgment as much as you can. When you are exploring the ego personas, it will take some of them some time for you to unwind from. Others you can shift with just awareness really quickly, and some you'll actually need more time. To be able to identify it with other people in relationships and see how your ego persona feeds theirs and how their ego persona feeds yours is really helpful. And then there's certain things that you do, certain behaviors, certain things that you expose yourself to that will actually feed your ego. And then there's other things that will actually starve your ego. And if you're starving, starving your ego, you're actually feeding the love, feeding alignment, feeding spirit. So it's all in my book. I'm really excited to, to share this book with you, The Evolution of the Ego, uh, A Journey to Unwind Your Ego, Embrace Your Humanness, and Embody Your Divinity. In the next couple of weeks, I'll be sharing a little bit more about some of the content of the book, but also I want to talk about the experience of oneness and what living oneness is. Because I think it's, it's, it's something that eludes a lot of people. It's, they're curious about it, but they're not, they're not, there's an understanding at the level of the mind, but there's a lack of experience of it. So I want to share with you some of my experiences with living oneness, my experience with oneness, like being one with that, that energy, that source it's happened. Like there's, there's three like really key powerful points of when I had that experience of oneness and awakening and it changed, like it changed me completely. So I want to share some of that with you. And I, I have a special guest that would be coming over the next couple of weeks to join me as well. And he had a really powerful experience of oneness as well, that I'm going to have him share so that you can have an understanding of what potential of the potential of embodying your divinity. The challenge is a lot of people are trying to go beyond transcend the human form, but we're human beings. We're having this, this experience here. We're spiritual beings having this human experience and we still want to embrace the humanness, not deny it. We still have these, we'll still have these personalities, but they'll be, they'll be fueled by love. They'll be fueled by our inner spirit. They'll be fueled and driven by our divinity when we are operating from that place, we're actually in service to everyone, everywhere, all together, all at once. And that's where we could shift everything that's going on in the world right now with this, with just, if, if everybody all around the world right now shifted from head to heart and were embodying their divinity, the whole world would change in an instant. That's the beautiful thing. The key is to to stay there. How do we stay there? Well, we stay there by identifying how the ego is influencing our lives, how it's hidden in and embedding itself into our different personalities, embedding ourselves into our different relationships, embedding ourselves into our bodies, our minds, our spirits, and disguising itself as love through the spiritual ego, which I talked about last week in, in the phases of the stages of the evolution of the ego. Now, where do we go from here? Come join me on the 31st. Join the book launch. Come find me on heartledliving.com. Join in the conversation. Come find me on Facebook, Heart Yes Movement page, and join in this shift. Join in the evolution of humanity. As we become aware of how our ego evolves, we can actually evolve beyond the ego. We can actually be one step ahead of it. And when we join in community and others can help us identify it, 
from a place of non-judgment and love and encouragement and, and authentic compassion, then we can actually make the greatest strides in the shortest amount of time. So I encourage you to reach out. If you're interested, the Intuition Academy is still open for, for enrollment up until February 4th. And the Intuition Academy is all about clearing all the blocks to love to align you with your most authentic, fullest expression of your intuitive channel. And we get into the nitty gritty and the inner and outer workings of the ego in that course. It's, it's about breaking the foundation together, all together, like full on to create a new foundation for you to stand on and to do the work in the world that you're meant to do. So if that resonates with you, come and join me at heartledliving.com and connect with me. Let me know. If you enjoy this episode, if it struck a chord, come find me and tell me about it. I would love to hear from you and hear how these messages are influencing you. Sometimes in the podcast world and the radio world and the YouTube world, it feels like I'm just sitting there sharing a message. I don't always hear back from people. I love to hear back from you. I love to hear how it's influencing you and how it's impacting your lives and what it's sparking in, in your awareness. And I would encourage you to reach out and connect with me in one way or another. There's lots of ways to do that. I'm until next week, I will leave you with the evolution of the ego and the ego personas. And I encourage you to identify name, describe right down to a T add descriptions. As you become more and more aware, expand your description, get crystal clear and start to shift your experience of your ego one moment at a time until next week. I love you. I appreciate you. I see you and I honor you. Namaste. You've been listening to life by divine with your host, Sue DeMay. Shift your consciousness from head to heart and enliven your soul as you discover how to lead with your heart and live your own life by divine. Join Sue in the growing global heart-led living community at heartledliving.com. That is heartledliving.com.